are listening to the Local Earshot Podcast with your host, Jonathan Grissom. Let's talk about music. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Grissom of the uh, More Bands Media and the Local Earshot Podcast. I am here with David Carlisle. And uh, a little bit about David is that uh, he's pretty active inside the scene here in Oklahoma City. Uh, and he also like has been in several bands. Um, so, And I think one of them is like, uh, currently is the um, Giraffe Massacre. Is okay. that one that you're currently Yeah, that's my main band. Okay. It's not really active right now. We did release a, a, a track. Uh, about a month ago or so, but I'm not really doing anything. Yeah, you're just hanging out. I'm just, just hanging out, playing at home. Uh, in a way, uh, maybe this year will bring something exciting. Yeah, I'll fall into something or rekindle an old band. Yeah, perhaps. well, I mean, I've I've seen like uh, what is it? You were in um, some bands with Ron. Was it uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Anomalous? Uh, Anomalous and uh, were you in Kingdom of Ashes? Or was that some? No, no, no that's Micah okay. and okay, like three quarters of the band. Was in another band. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're really, really good. Like that was they're they're all really good bands. Like Anomalous, like I saw them at uh or I saw you guys like at uh what was it? Um uh Diamond Ballroom. Oh yeah, was yeah. That, show that, that you, was my first time playing that. Yeah, that was a that was a really, really good show. And I, I think I think that like it kind of puts that whole perspective out there for like other, you know, people coming into music of like local music that there is talent out here because because like a lot of times when those bands play the diamond ballroom a lot of them like they don't uh, i don't i don't know they don't they definitely don't put people on like in the crowd at like that like you guys did when you played you know like uh, actually like getting into it and stuff usually they ignore them and they go out in the back and smoke and stuff while the locals are playing and then they'll come in during the major bands or they won't even show up to the venue until after the local bands have played at diamond hmm. so a lot of times people show up late so yeah anyway i'm still yeah. waking up so <laughs> <laughs> same seas had a, it only took us two hours to set all this up so it's a true story i was here watching them yeah it's insane like the whole video stuff is just driving me nuts no it looks good i think it's going to turn out very well yeah so i feel like i'm on like a what was it like the snl sweaty balls like, <laughs> SNL sweaty balls. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I've seen that one yet. You've never seen that one with um, on a radio show, and they're talking to each other, and they're all they both have that radio voice where they're all like, like, oh yeah, I really, I really like to cook things uh, I, 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 for the oh for the season. Gosh. I can only imagine. Very NPR, you know. Sounding. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to talk about? Because we talk about stuff, music, all the time. Yes. In person, but I feel like whenever you get somebody on camera or in audio form, even it is quite that, that they tend to uh, a little alienating. They tend to shut down. My brain just completely stopped. I was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm on video. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm I'm getting used to it because because uh, I 
you know, I, I used to do like make little videos and stuff like that. You definitely so, jumped into it. You seized it. You carp DM'd it. I was like, oh God, he's going. Let me catch up with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those like, I mean, I could be like, uh, I noticed that a lot of the podcasters that I watch that I take notes from on how they do business, that um, they there's ones that literally look at the camera. They'll have markers, like that little red dot. Mm-hmm. You look at that red dot all the time, you're looking right at the camera. But it's like, but then we have a camera over here, you know, oh. like over there. There's another which, backup uh, camera. I don't know what's so, paparazzi. Holy shit! Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. It is like paparazzi. <laughs> they're they're everywhere. They just like there's a dude over there that just jumped out of the fucking closet with a camera. Um, in my home. <laughs> yeah, in your house. That's called an intruder. A tree? Go get him. <laughs> it's called an intruder. That's it. You got to watch out for those guys. Um, mm. But yeah, like it's definitely definitely a setup. And then I had to get like this little controller. Because apparently you can't just hook up cameras right to a computer and it work together all the oh, time. Yeah. It just malfunctions and treats them like webcams and the quality is not that great. And so I ended up having to spend like $200 on a controller. Oh, and yeah. the controller I want though, like, I don't know, uh, you know the brand Roland? Yeah. It's like, yeah. a, like a lot of um, audio equipment. Like, um, what is it, like pianos and stuff is their main thing. They're- I guess I don't, I don't know what their main product is, but I know that they have a lot of different instruments. For and instrumentation, mainly. for that matter, at the very least. But at the same time, I think it's like a Chinese or Japanese company, so they probably make a little bit of everything: some soaps mm-hmm. and um, you know bath bombs, as well as remote controls and keyboards. Yeah. So that's weird, in a way. It they is don't specialize weird. in I, audio equipment. <laughs> I got. I was at the dentist, and uh, there was a teeth whitening thing, and it said Philips on the side of it. And you think of like Philips TVs. Oh yeah, yeah. That the, like, the uh, what do you call it? The the brushing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's actually just like hydrogen peroxide and some other element. Oh, it's so just it's a, a little chemical. click pin, but yeah. it says Philips. Huh. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, this thing it's like a Roland um, video mixer, mm-hmm. but it has all the plugs for all your cameras. And then it also has all your audio play, your, your audio um, inputs for all your XLRs, yeah. and so like you, you can just hook it all in, and then you can control it right from the unit. That's brilliant. Whereas we're running a mixer, a laptop, and a controller, and that thing can do it all. And you can set the pre videos, and you can set a laptop input on it. So yeah. then you can you can roll in like the other stuff the the like if you look at websites and things like that for a, a show Very so nice. you can bring all that in too so it's a really cool product but it's like two grand or something so i don't i don't have two grand oh yeah 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 maybe you got a friend or something um i mean you know maybe i need to rob a bank or no that's not the right way that's uh, not the right way to do it uh yeah. Only fans, man. I mean, Fucking you know, hey, you know what? I <laughs> winner picks. Hey, you know, you know, feet. You know, apparently, feet is the. I don't know if feet thing. is all that hot anymore. I'm not into. I feet. think it's hot dogs. I think I think feet are gross. Next um, to feet. Yeah, it's disgusting. Food and feet <laughs> is even worse than just feet. Like, like a lot of people, I understand that people have their their kinks, but feet feet to me are disgusting. Like they are just like an object that, like you know, it's like when you walk around on the ground and stuff, and they're always in a dirty ass <laughs> shoe. Like, yeah, I don't know how anybody can be like, yeah, that's hot. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's not I, my thing. I don't, maybe but, that's the allure is the the forbidden grossness of it. Ugh. ugh. It's gross. It'd be like into into two girls in one cup or something like that. It's freaking yeah, disgusting that's, stuff. That's really gross too. <laughs> Especially, I don't know if there's like a good poo versus a bad poo, but that's most poo. I would agree is bad poo. <laughs> so uh, okay, so let's get into this. Um, 
So when, uh, like, when did you actually first start getting into like music and stuff like mm. that? Right, right. So I can either start this with when I started playing guitar, my influences, or something I heard on the radio, or I could talk about when I finally got into a band and found uh, musicians to play with, which I, would, I guess I would just be like high school. Obviously, it's high school. Uh, ran into some dudes. I loved fucking metal, like death metal. I loved it so much. I was just an elitist, hater, gatekeeper person because it was my thing. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking. Mm, you guys are all listening to pussy music. Yeah, so sucked. you're that guy that like looked at me and said that all the bands I listen to because they're radio bands. Name you're like, three you're songs. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> even, even that's even worse. Like, I, I actually hate those people that do yeah, that to people. Yeah, and and I've never I've never seen it happen. Like yeah. I've never like I always thought that that was fake. No, but no, then it, like it but then true. a bunch of girls at ACM were saying that they literally got put on the spot like that yeah, multiple times, like and I'm like, I'm like, is there really douchebag dudes out there asking girls to name three <laughs> songs because of a band shirt? Yeah. It's like I can't even name three uh, three songs. And I literally interviewed these guys. I can't even name all all the songs of like of the Rumble, of the Rumble. Yeah. and I interviewed them like <laughs> three four weeks ago, you know. And I've listened to all their, uh, their yeah. albums. Like I don't like I don't know the names of all their songs. Like I don't. I was a kid, I was so. just young and stupid, and it was my club. And at the time, like metal was not you know popular. And we're t- like I'm forty, so we're talking circa ninety nine. Like there's a, just a bunch of not a bunch of us, but like a. A gaggle of kids that were wearing black T-shirts with like Slayer corn on it, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, man, these are our homies." Knows we come from the trailer, and like we got the jocks and all that shit. Yeah, didn't quite necessarily look at it like that, but it was like, if you're gonna wear a fucking Pantera shirt, you better fucking love Pantera because I love Pantera, and for you to walk around parading it like it's a fashion statement or something, like I don't know, it was just really silly. This yeah, I mean, scene. I yeah, I have a few bands that I wear, but I actually listen to them. Like I, like I have a I have a Slayer shirt that I got. Um, I fucking love Slayer. Well, I, I got a so so. I mean, it's actually I don't know. You might have heard the story before because I've said it on the show before. But because uh, actually, like uh, David's a, a major listener of our show, which I like. Uh, I, I, it was weird whenever we actually were talking one day, and then we realized that like. He listens to my show oh, and yeah, like yeah. and been listening to Often, it for a while all the time. So, but uh, but like on there, like okay, so like uh, when I learned, when I worked at Live Nation, um, I was doing a, a venue, um, helping venue management. I was like, gonna, uh, I was a uh, right under the main. There was like the main managers of the the venue. They were regional, so like they would go venue to venue. Yeah, and then there was the the in house manager, which was in charge of security and was in charge <laughs> of all the event staff in the building and um and her name is sanja like she was she was amazing amazing manager um and um during one of the shows uh we were we were having slayer at the film auditorium in denver and uh and so right before the show started i ran over to the merch booth because i asked my boss i was like hey i'm working barricade can i go work can i go grab a shirt real quick and they were like yeah man and i was like cool and then so i ran over and i got my shirt and i put on my slayer shirt and then i put on my work shirt over it right so i had a slayer shirt under it and i had my work shirt right and uh and then my i go over to the barricade and the the main manager of the barricade that's like our like a lot of times it went by seniority of like experience so like this guy is like an older guy but like he is very experienced in barricade but whenever he looked at me and he saw me do that, yeah, you know, when he got a Slayer shirt, he's like, "Wait, you're a metalhead?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." Like I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I was like, "I was like, what do you like?" Uh, and he goes, "Why? What's up?" And he goes, "Can you can you like 
run the the gate that oh, wow. comes into the barricade, like comes out of the barricade. Sure. Because you gotta you gotta be able to push people, and you gotta be okay with that. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. Which, which a lot of metal people like we're we're just like bumping into each other yeah. and stuff. So so I had my foot locked on, and I was like sitting upward on this on this gate. <laughs> And I was like, I was like standing, but like I would like literally just push into it, and I would say go, and then these people would run out back into the crowd, and then they would get up and they crowd surf, and they go oh, right back okay. into the barricade, no, and right when they hit the about. barricade, they pull them down, and then they force them out, so then they would have to come around through my gate and stuff like that, <laughs> and the whole time while I was like doing this, I was like horns up, just rocking out every oh song, just, just rocking it. out, right? And um, you're a fucking cowboy, basically. Right yeah, there. it was, it was fun. Yeah, basically, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're wrangling fence. fucking people. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to get them out of there before the bulls hit. You know, and uh, and so so I'm doing this, and uh, and and like right at the end of the show, I um, I we we start our cleanup procedures, which is everybody gets out of the venue, and then uh, which a lot of people don't really understand how it really works. Like like whenever you leave a venue. People trash those places. Like there's like oh, yeah. there's like drinks everywhere on the ground, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So what they do is a lot of times is if if it's not seating and they have to go in between the seats and clean it all up, kind of like a movie theater. If there's no seats, then what they do is they take these big brooms and they just throw it to all the workers and all the event staff just go around cleaning up the venue together. And mm-hmm. that includes your you know, a lot of times your sound people, your your um, your stagehands, just everybody that was a part of the putting on the show. We mm-hmm. all work together, all the bartenders, everybody just works together to clean nice. up the, the venue. I suppose that's a good. Effort. And yeah, so it's just a, a team team thing you know and and so like we were cleaning up and and like right whenever i right whenever i got off work i pulled off my shirt because it was all covered in sweat and stuff so i pulled it off and i had the slayer shirt on yeah and this and this uh this like traveling stagehand with uh with slayer goes hey and i was like what and i looked up and he's like he's like hey come here Oh, shit. And I was like, okay. And I was like, come up on stage. So I jumped up on the stage because like, right. we just lift ourselves up and jump up. I jump up on stage. He's like, hey, I want you to meet somebody. Oh, boy. And I mean, I was like deer in headlights. We went to the back part of the venue and I got to meet Slayer. Hell yeah. And I got to shake all their hands. Yes. And I... I, I I didn't know what to say. <laughs> right, like I was just yeah. like, you guys are so awesome. I'm I'm yeah, uh, you know. So I yeah. was like I was like so I mean to say that like a lot of people you know you try to be professional and a lot of times like I would talk to music artists, but that was whenever I was in the work mode brain. Mm-hmm. But whenever somebody puts you into the the fan brain oh, yeah, out of nowhere, 100%. like. Like every person that I know that's ever worked in venues, they always get starstruck whenever yeah, you go yeah. in there and you're just like, holy crap. Like that was awesome. And so like I, I got to meet them and stuff and that was that was probably one of the coolest things that I've done. No, that's brilliant. In that in that venue, you know. So Fucking, so that definitely that definitely enjoyed it. To uh one of my first experiences with Slayer. Uh it's a lot of the same. I don't get that way anymore, unfortunately, like uh, Starstruck. Yeah. Um and that's it's a shame, but yeah, dude, fucking, they played at the Diamond one time, and, uh, like, their bus was out there, and Carrie King was, like, right fucking there with his bald head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have anything except for, like, these shell-top Adidas shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I had him sign my ticket stub, and then I was like, will you sign my shoe? <laughs> so like, you have a signature. Your shoe? All right, bud. And I was like, okay. And then, like, they were, like, my only shoes, so I ended up skating off the fucking signature. But still, oh, it's just like, what do you do, like... Get a napkin. What do you do like with? Like, I don't know. Like okay, so like uh, rock stars and shit. It's yeah, like, I mean, like I, I don't know. Cause are you like, eating uh, okay? Like, have you spoke to your mom? You have a dog at <laughs> <right>? home. <laughs> Ask uh, him like personal questions. Yeah. How's like, your family? They don't want to talk about. Well, I mean, they don't they want do, to talk about. They don't. Yeah. You know, it's like 
Well, and, and that's and that's one interesting thing about this about this format is that like what I learned is that not all music artists want to talk about music when they're in this environment, and yet mm-hmm. like the whole point of this environment is to expose yes, yes. the the interview of music, you know, and uh, but sometimes they want to talk about other subjects that are happening in the world, or they want to talk about like um, yeah if political stuff. Sometimes they want to talk about political stuff. I don't really do the political <laughs> stuff mainly because like I'm not going to destroy my cancel myself <laughs> Fair over enough. that because I'm a libertarian. Well, so like, and I'm I'm openly a libertarian type. I'm 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 literally a registered Democrat, and sure. like, and a lot of people on, on the Republican side that listen to the show, they don't like that but it's like but no, it's like no. but you know what it doesn't mean i always vote that way sometimes i vote the other way so Personally, like you know it's just by the issue i think it's also convoluted and it pulls people away with these titles that nothing really gets done mm-hmm. so i can't attach myself to anything i mean i'm a forward-thinking person i'm a logical person right but i can't be lumped into just one thing you know it's like well no i don't agree with all the policies of this person or those policies. So, like, if you want to have a discussion, let's talk about exactly what it is, whether it's social issues or economics, defense, you know, right, the whatever whole the subject gambit, is. Then we can work out something, and we'll find out pretty quickly that we're probably thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to dismiss another person just because. No, it's just to see the world from their perspective and understand their point of view of why they think the way that they think. Yes, and and a lot of a lot of times when I was inside the military, like we would we would get in those those discussions. Sometimes they would get heated, mm-hmm. but it's like, but at the end of the day, we'd all just tap beers and hang out, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And and so that and that's why I feel like it that, that doesn't really happen anymore in society. People just like lump people out and shut them out. Kind of like what we were talking about before the show, how like, you know, like the whole cancel stuff where people just cancel people and cancel it's like, and, and, and just cancel to cancel. I mean, that's that they're like, Oh, I didn't like that person. So I'm just going to, you know, cancel them. And that one's a good and bad one. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's good. Anyway, that's my stupidity. <laughs> I'm looking at the screen and it says start recording, and I'm like, I'm like, why does that show start recording? And because I had my finger like this, yeah, and it shows start recording, but uh, it's already running and recording. Oh, okay. So it's still recording. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to get the, the the kinks worked out on that stuff. But it'd be nice to have a studio. So if you know anybody that has a studio, you'll get it worked uh, out. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, but that that my thing is, I was actually looking at a. Um, I don't know, I'm jumping around now, but uh, I was looking at this uh, this location in in uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, so it said Bethany, and uh, this building is like fifteen hundred bucks, right? But it has six offices, and um, and it's fifteen hundred bucks a month. But mm. there's like six seven offices it has a main main area for like uh, for like meetings and stuff. Yeah, uh, and so uh, like basically, my idea would be that. Um, if I could find tenants to fill those offices, yeah, I could yeah. turn ones into studios because they already have that kind of setup look, and then like and then turn um, have one for the main room as like a like a, a meeting area for like just things that people can do like for certain things about, like rehearsal spots for like people? well that yes, could have like a room for that room for podcasting um, have a room that like um, where like artists can like sit down and actually like do like classes on like uh, on like how to do things and, and yeah. you know, like how to do. You know, sounds like a huge publishing things like but that, but could, uh, but I think if I had the right people together, yeah. putting our money together, we could probably make it happen. You know, yeah, yeah. and just be like a business. But but right now I'm just trying to get the video off the ground because I figure if I can do that, then YouTube 
and other platforms that do video, um, then I can start doing like Facebook Live or other videos type stuff. And then um, I can start making like a, like one of the things what I was doing, the reason why I'm interviewing venues right now mainly is because I'm trying to make a like a contact control where like I can bring them bands to yeah. play and then just ask them for one day a month. Basically, just give me one day a month and every week I'd be at a different venue, but they give me that day. So then I book the artist or I help them book the artist and then we bring them in and then just do a full like, like a actual like like feature of those artists and yeah. then like and do it that way through there. So I have one one venue is in common Norman, which he would let me do it. Um, and then a few other ones that around the city, like I was uh, like um, I'm going to be interviewing Leah from like a gallery yeah. um, and it's stuff because I have art day. in there. It's actually stuff. Her birthday today. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday Leah. I don't know if you'll see this before. It might be recorded after when I finally <laughs> put it out. But you know, hey, happy birthday! Uh, but, um, but yeah, like, and then uh, and then Destiny from um, and Phil from the the um, that would Grand Grand Royale, Grand Royale. Just, and then a few other diatribe, and then try to get a few other you know ones on 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 deck for it. Um, a lot of these people I've added as admins. I forget if I added you or not as an admin of the group, but sure. um, but uh, I think I did because I because um, but but it's because these are people that like I trust that I could bring in. Yeah. And they're not going to try to do anything to like destroy what I'm trying to build, yeah, you know. Exactly. And they're going to actually help me. They're not going to hurt it. Um, I, I've actually been offered to do the show at Incom in Norman. The problem is, what is Incom? So uh, Incom is um, originally. So there's a building next to it. It's called Norman Computers. And oh yeah, um, is this? Um, did that go on standby too? Damn. Oh no. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, I mean, this one's still recording, but I don't know if it's still recording. Might still be recording. I don't know. Curse the gods. Well, I'm wondering if the uh, well, it's plugged in the power, so I don't know. Hmm. Unless that power plug that was on. my favorite one. It had like really good lights on. on it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get up and check it real quick. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I saw that fellow the other day. The. Yeah, this is the, the issue. This is my favorite camera out of all of them, but it's uh, it's the one I'm having the most trouble with, and I think it's the settings thing. I need to get JD. Yeah. So that, that's that's kind of my can my that issue be, right now is that I need. Can that be connected to a computer? Yes. Yeah, I can connect the, the wire way? just like it is here to to that camera. I can run it to that one too. Like so. my pedals sometimes, or even my phone, you can like mess with the settings inside of it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I gotta, I'll, I'll look maybe. it up because, uh, cause I want to make sure that that one actually gets good recordings. But, um, but that, that camera and also like pictures and stuff because I can do pictures with that. Um, but, and I can have a clicker or I can control it from like there, you know, from like a little, um, it, it was it, uh, sure. Bluetooth clickers and, um, hit a button and it'll start taking pictures and stuff. But, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Hello. Jumping all over the place this episode. Uh, um, no, uh, basically, like I need I need almost a team to be able to do this, and yeah. uh, you know, on a big level. That's um, true. And that's, that's why big. I'm trying to. But but I work. but I also need to make money to do it, and so like um, and with school and and work and everything like that, starting to become a task to be able to do it. Um, 
and and stuff and at the same time like you know like there's nothing wrong with acm if you're if you're like new to the music industry and you're young i get it like but uh but you know like but i have been having some second thoughts about about like going there right now just because of the fact that like you know the stuff i'm learning i i kind of have already read the books yeah. and i mean but the uh, projects are helpful like the projects i'm doing and we're we're supposed to like do some stuff you know in classes that are related to the actual field and so i i think if we're doing that more field work hmm. i think that that's the better way to teach a, a college like that is to like like i mean i i think it's messed up that you know a high a, a elementary school student can go to a you know a sign a release form and and go on a a thing of like a like a museum you know and like a field trip but yet you can't do a field trip at an event and have people set in like sound engineers set in with sound engineers they don't do any of that kind of stuff there like like it, it seems like you'd want people other than your practicum and your internship to like be around that stuff yeah. you know like and actually like have it directly in it so then you're like oh I, oh, I'm learning from the actual skills that I need to know to be able to do live sound, or I'm learning hmm. the skills that I need to do to do these things. So I think I think more of a tech school, uh, like a tech school style way of doing it, is probably better, like because it's more hands on, you know, yeah. and it's a hands on field. I mean, like that. That's one thing I did notice. Just like I also noticed that whenever I was in the class for where we made like uh, was it like covers and and like uh, album covers and stuff for oh, music. Cool. Okay. Yeah, like. I, I thought it was funny because uh, I watched um, Circling the Square. Have you ever seen that? Mm. It's like a documentary on Netflix. It's about how the guys that, that worked with Pink Floyd made their album covers. Oh, no. No, I definitely haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> it's pretty legit. With the pig flying. Yeah, the pig and flying. The and the guy. And yep. The, and, the wall. And the wall. And, one, and then, like, the, the what do you call it? There was another artist where, like, they took multiple photos of something in multiple locations mm-hmm. and of the same uh, on the same set of rocks and it was like a, it was like somebody's kid i guess hmm. but like the the uh, but like they um they took multiple pictures of this like kids and stuff on this on this all these rocks and then they they took like scissors and they printed them all out and they started cutting them all and they started putting them together and then it became like this collage of like all these different movements hmm. of the same characters so like but those are old ways of making covers nowadays it's just uh, digital and they go on Photoshop and they say Different. generate a bar behind this person and suddenly it generates a bar and or like, you find a picture of a foot yeah a yeah or yeah well right now you got like a scene going there but uh, curse the gods twist around oh my god come on now there we go yeah so. yes that is a uh, my art yeah that's a foot I don't know <laughs> if you could see it but I'll probably post a photo but yeah there's a there's a foot for some reason i think i'm pretty sure it's a dead person that they murdered but you know whatever i think it's an um, autopsy photo oh is it yeah yeah of a of somebody you murdered or like no man no no man <laughs> i didn't fucking do it dude i wasn't even there i wasn't even there there's no evidence i wasn't there god damn it yeah but yeah no uh but yeah so I, I was looking at a place though to like kind of an idea to just like mm. get people together <laughs> that are are trying to do similar things and then turning it into like an agency. So then like people can just come and get all the stuff that they need, you know, 
but like if they need a photographer, you're like, oh, well, I got three, you know, like, or, or we have this person. Kind of like how record labels do it, but like, I don't know, because I mean, I, I also own um, the website uh, More Bands Records, mm-hmm. uh, which is a future plan. Um, I also own More Bands Radio. That's actually a more uh, plan coming up soon. What would you do with that, with the radio? Is it like a... A playlist, perhaps. So online, online radios, right? Like, there's a bunch of them popping up now. Um, there's, there's uh, Rock the Range. There's um, like college Mar- radio kind of dealies. Kind of, <clears throat> kind of similar. They're online, uh, I like but those. but you can, KXP, but you can, XP, yeah. Seattle. But some of them you can, you can um, the online radio stations that are independent. Like you, you the the main thing is because you get the license to do the music stuff, and then you don't have to worry about getting hit with copyrights uh, yes, yes, like yes. you do with podcasting. Yeah, sounds like a um, spy in a way. Some of the stuff that they do. Yeah, and so like uh, one of them, uh, they go to like Radio King is one of the websites. There's Radio Co, and then there's like uh, there's a couple other ones. But basically, you you go on there, you create that, you can load it with like like if, like the podcast, right? Yeah. I can load other podcasts to it, and I can also load music independent artists that submit music. I can put their music in it, right, and then make it where. Um, where in between at certain times of the day or something, it just plays certain episodes of like different music podcast. Right. So then when somebody's listening to it, they're like, oh, there's bands and then there's like podcasts about music and stuff like that. Um, similar to like a, a normal radio station does radio shows and stuff. Um, the Cat's doing interviews now uh, with music artists on their local show. I think the Cat um, makes sense because it's, it's an FM radio station mm-hmm. and it's never going to go away. Whereas some of these playlists get or concepts like that get lost. I like the playlist thing that's on Spotify mm-hmm. that uh, Make Oklahoma Weirder does. Yeah. Because they're highlighting Oklahoma bands, or even for that matter, Oklahoma Rock Show mm-hmm. and their showcase. So Yeah, I like the Oklahoma Rock Show. I actually need to – I'm, I'm going to be on his show, um, uh, like, but we just haven't figured it out yet. He was going to come on, on the podcast oh, right. back whenever, back whenever um, me and Brad were doing it together. Yeah, um, he was going to come on, and it, we, we just could never match schedules. So, um, but I figured that if I work with him, yes. then I can do a a cross um, promotional um, episode where oh, where like we're interviewing each other, you know, and and so then it, it becomes one of those like you just I put it on my feed, he puts it on his, and then we both kind of a win win. Um, and so then uh, well, we can put those episodes out um, or an episode out that talks about like what we do. Uh, with the with the whole interviewing thing, and then and then what um, he does with like building curating playlist for the Oklahoma Rock show on the cat. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just more of a communal environment, like getting everybody connected and bringing everybody together to work together to kind of build the scene here <clears throat> instead of like just doing what it's always done, which is it builds up and then it breaks down and it builds up and it breaks down because. Everybody just gets so I don't know. They get at each other's throats sometimes out here. It's crazy. I think it's it's just so. hard to say. Like um, I know I've listened to you talk about Tulsa and Oklahoma and the variations of <clears throat> Oklahoma people are more likely to get out in Tulsa. People like the locals will come support. But I think there's there's something happening here in the sense of like the sanctuary and hardcore for that matter and art music. Even the hip hop, if you will, but I don't know. It's it's it is splintered, and it's I don't know. It could also relate to Oklahoma just being a small, populated place, so it could be difficult. 
But there's always new crops of musicians coming out and coming up, moving in, moving out. I don't know. I'm trying not to be pessimistic about it. Oh no, I'm trying to I'm trying to be positive too. Like uh like but I've also almost like thought about shutting down the show like four times so far since since I started doing it by myself. I think it's a matter of just like just because of the fact that the that focusing just, yeah. what your intent is and where you can really help people. And for me, I think helping people is like what you talked about, like doing business for people. Mm-hmm. You know, creating their flyers, how to speak with managers booking agents uh how to like showcase your band and your talent mm-hmm. you know proper editing techniques um copyright like the whole gamut of music business yeah like it's overlooked <clears throat> once i started booking i started seeing a lot more raw approaches and i was like these people are not aware of it like for me like i did go to school and i've had experience with it i've done tons of diy shows but there needs like a type of education, like a different ACM, if you will, a DIY yeah. ACM is what is needed. Yeah, which is what ACM originally was was a DUI thing, and then it turned into ACM. And it seems like once they turn into a college thing, they kind of get kind of different because they get controlled it got a little more. Weird. And, and it sucked because uh, it got all—I um, don't want to say commercial, but like you just said, scholarly. It's like you can't, you know, hang out in the little computer room and like goof off, but it's like this is actually the scene of musicianship and camaraderie, like, like oral Canyon or Laurel Canyon, if you mm-hmm. will. And all those hippies are like hanging out and sharing songs and smoking weed and just goofing off. Like those, we had a vibe like that. Like I fucking play death metal and math rock. And then I need a country dude and a hip hop dude over here. And would just be like, just vibing. And that culture's not there. So if there's like a way to facilitate that, and that's what I think is going on with like places like the sanctuary, is there's an opportunity for people to express themselves in a true community in an organic way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then you're like, how do I make money? Yeah. And that's the part that I but run you into. you can make money. Yeah. I mean, you can make a lot of money doing, doing music if you're doing like the... Fucking managing, like setting up shows. It's just yeah. so simple for somebody. Yep. Like, I get these messages from... And I don't want to discredit bands and say that they're not good, but they're lower level bands. And then I get emails from people who are just like here's my band, take it. And I know that they're going to get 10%. And all they mm-hmm. have to do is just send out a blanket email and then they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so easy. Like, just a fucking template, shoot it out, shoot it out. I've got like fucking 15 bands from all over the fucking states. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever it is, like, there is a way to make money. For me, like, for bands, I'm like, you need to make merchandise. But for like, a person like yourself, you know, obviously it's going to get into sponsorships or some type Right. Well, and that's the thing is that the whole point of value for value, um, and I mean, there's something to be said about it, but I also feel like that it only works if people actually donate, you know, and, uh, and early on we did have that. Um, there's gotta be value. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, and that, and the thing is with the music stuff, like, I mean, the only value you're really offering is that you're, you're exposing people to bands. But if you're, but if you start exposing them behind the scenes, you know, having a conversation like this, like if you were to cut up this episode and really just highlight what it's about, not in a clickbait manner, but just like here, I'm having this interview with David Carlisle. He's a local musician that's been playing for, you know, 20 years. And this is his insight of how to do it and what to, and what not to do. Right. And then like, you know, that's the clickbait. And then like the ads are like local shit, you know, which does take time, you know, like, I don't know, like fucking say like holla truck down here you know like yeah yeah true culture like fucking yeah 
It's like, hey, man, I'll run your ad for some musicians that love your food. Yeah. Because they're going to get tips on, like, how right. to wire up your pedal properly so that you don't sound like ass. Mm-hmm. Or feedback or, like, mixing tips. and I don't know. There's a there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's just well, me, like... And, and, well, and, and like I, I know that people enjoyed like a lot of the artist side of it. They enjoyed the gearhead stuff that um, whenever I uh, like whenever Brad and uh, what's his name would like uh, or his other buddy would it like always talk about that stuff. And uh, it's uh, even in the room, like I would be, I'd be dumbfounded, I'm lost, falling asleep listening. Like, to that yeah, I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm like, I don't. I like, I like to hear about the scene. I like to hear the tootiness, like who's booking what, like the numbers, and like just knowing it's down the street. It's like. Some shit happened at Blue Note. Like we can talk about that. This is some, some tasty. What do you call that? Like spiciness, like the fucking battle of the bands deal. And then the oh, next thing uh, you, know, you talk about yeah. So so uh, you're talking about the thing where the like plagiarism, where uh, where where there was a, a battle of the bands at um, a was it um, a gallery or a point a, a gallery? A gallery. For Leah. Yeah. For Leah and uh, I went to that one. It was actually a really good show. Um, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I, I hope because um, I, I haven't heard anything back from it. But uh, we 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 did have a, a girl fall out um, during the show. I don't know why. Like, um, I don't know. Fall if she just, down. Like she she was in a chair, and I looked over, and being somebody that used to work in venues, I knew that there was something wrong. Oh, okay. But I but I thought maybe she was just sleeping on her on her boyfriend. So I was just about to say, hey, oh, no. maybe you guys need to go tell her to wake up because she can't be sleeping in a in a bar or venue, yeah. right? And uh, in, in in an area where like they serve, you know, they're they're like serving booze with donation. I think is how they're doing it there um, right now um, as private private Excuse events. Yes. Um, but um, but yeah, she was like on her head was laying against the wall, and she fell backwards in her chair mm-hmm. and slipped right out of the ch- out of the chair. And as she was falling, like a noodle. Yeah. Basically, and like and like and like, but she hit her head on the wall, oh and then God. she hit it on the chair, and then she hit it on the ground, oh and it was gosh. like all three. And her boyfriend was like, "Oh crap!" and like went to go grab her. And these two, uh, you know, shout out to them. These two, uh, two punk rocker uh, kids, they ran in there and they grabbed her, and they like and they made sure she was all right and That's everything, good. and got her going. We ended up calling, uh, like me and another person ended up calling uh, the. Uh, medical to come out and stuff and and so we i held the door open it was freezing that night that was whenever it was like negative temperatures oh no and stuff like it was a really cold out like really yeah cold. 10 degrees i think was like the highest the temperature probably and so be there tonight yeah place out. yeah i mean it's a pretty the cool little spot crime. yeah see if there's any blood <laughs> it's, it's no i'm not trying to be negative but no but <laughs> uh but but the uh but yeah so we um but yeah we went they, there. they locked down a show like months ahead mm-hmm. like charlie canty and uh, ironically, Blue Note, and it, like this is like kind of against my own interest because I work for, I work for Chris Simons at Lost Highway, right? So inadvertently, like I'm connected to Red, yeah. But like it is what it is, you know. Like this fucking band locked down this concept. It's like band versus band, two piece, two piece. And then the next thing you know, like Blue Note's got a show. It's like like some fucking Royal and this other band were playing versus novelty yeah. of it and it's like yeah and he's like the like, fight of the century or something somebody like that. just like did like a little nod and was like yeah we saw that you know no oh, it was a that's, straight white buffalo which i'm yeah. i'm i i'm kind of glad that he did yeah, because hilarious. he is he's the perfect person to do that where he's like oh i see what you guys are doing yeah, yeah. like you and know i thought it was it wasn't like rude or anything it was just like it was direct and i've heard there was some flack about it and i'm just like 
people just kind of laughed about it in a way. Like a bunch of us just were cracking up <laughs> about the fact that it happened because we were just like, really? Like when they would really do that, you know? What are you like take next the mobster idea, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like, are you? Well, I mean, there is a lot of that going on around the city, though. They're like, they're like, oh, let's have an art night. Oh, let's have this. Oh, let's have that. Yeah. So they're literally just taking each other's ideas uh, yeah. because they they're they're trying out everything now. To the point where, like, because they're just trying to make money. I mean, they're they're trying to make money. They're or trying to keep their businesses afloat. Unique. I think the most you know? unique thing I've seen so far is Speakeasy's Mario Party or um, Mario Kart with a backing band. Mm-hmm. That is the baddest that shit. So There's it's like, like a playing fucking, on a big screen, and then they got just, the drums and the fucking the flutes and like the yeah. And they're on the stage just like playing like a four player Mario. Oh, that's cool. It's fucking badass, dude. I don't think it's the actual music, but it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, fucking dope. That's, Just to like watch people play a video game with a band on the side, like I don't know, man. There's some creative ideas out there. And I'm yeah. excited to see like what comes up. Yeah, I mean it's a that that's the whole thing. It's like you you have to be original and people will will see through um unre- originality whenever it comes to like watching certain things happen whenever you know like the city and they'll do an event and then another venue would do the same event and another venue do the same event yeah. it's like it's like the the blowing up of like you know open mics and i love open mics i love the idea that like that they're just random artists are just getting up there and just playing their, them it's almost like nashville you know and and but like um the Whenever they do that stuff, it's like if every single place is doing it, just like karaoke. Like if every bar is doing karaoke, then is it really like – I mean are you are you going to go to that bar all the time? Because one? I go to the Grand Royale a lot more now. Yeah. And the reason why is because they do things that other places won't do. They'll play artists that other places won't. Yeah. They'll, they'll – they'll, you know, she'll book bands. They, they book that, that, that one band. I think you were there that night, but I I, I ended up having to leave because I went to my nephew's birthday. But uh, but yeah, that that band that had like the yeah. the fire drums and all that stuff, like they were brilliant. Yeah, that that is that sounds awesome. Like and it the videos were crazily awesome. Like it all looks freaking sweet. With the karaoke thing, I think you know it's spread out enough that like people can walk to the bars and kind of have their own vibe going. I will admit that Tower is kind of killing it with uh with what they're doing there they got the lights they make it look like an actual show okay but i also like the fucking the punk rock karaoke's that people will do Mm -hmm. you know or just like something new and exciting i haven't seen a hip-hop one because i guess i don't know a lot of rappers yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, like, I know, I know. If you look up uh, rappers, I don't yeah, know I don't, I don't think rappers. many people have gotten up to do Doing karaoke some rap. Bone, you know. Well, I mean, like that would be. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you call that? Like, uh, like, would you consider? I mean, they're not, they're not rapping. I mean, I've seen people rap karaoke, like do rap songs in karaoke. Yeah, that's what. But, I'm saying. but I guess, like, what, what my question would be would be like. What would be an, an like an open mic for rappers would probably just be like the, like the freestyle bubbly slam poetry yeah like stuff. the like yeah or like free um which i i i i like um like I used to watch um what is it uh uh the poetry stuff death poetry I used to watch that a lot nice. so i mean that's really really good um but yeah like uh the um what it like i i don't know i think it would be more like like similar to like what you saw on like the the Eight Mile movie, you know, it's like just just people getting together, and I guarantee those things exist here. Oh, it's just people. Not, I mean, because I know, I know, I had a, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> God, nobody, nobody, it probably even knows what we're talking about because we're nerds. Like everybody knows epic rap battles. Epic, epic rap battles. Mustard versus ketchup. I'm a fucking. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like I was about to unload that motherfucker. Rhymes, rhymes. Um. But yeah, uh, so um, we're sitting at like 44 minutes. Do you want to play some music? Um, totally. Um, <clears throat> right. So uh, I, I, uh, I'm known for this band called Giraffe Massacre. It's myself, formerly Nick Morgan. We have these hiatuses all the time, but I think it's sticking. I'm kind of looking for a drummer as well, so if anybody hears this. But um, this is a new song I released with Tim from Speak Memory. It's called, um, what is it called? Side effects may include. It's a split EP. That's what it's called.
Any usual that's on Spotify and all streaming. So what what side effects may it include? You know I don't think these things through. <laughs> there was a band. They're called Giraffe. My band's called Giraffe Massacre. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're just going around massacring no long necked animals. Not at all. <laughs> I put pieces together, words, um, and <laughs> fuck giraffes. <laughs> I'm in I led you down that. I led you down that path. I trapped you. No, no yep. I will never admit yep. that. Yep, you're you're gonna get canceled by zoos across America. Oh my gosh! They'd be like, he's not allowed here. Why? Because he massacres giraffes. And you're like, and they're like, well, can't even go to a show at the, <laughs> at the, the zoo amphitheater because <laughs> you might sneak off. On. You might sneak off and go find the giraffes. There's tabs on all of my fans right now. Peta's is coming after him. Animal Peta. crackers. Peta, like, 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 like Family Guy. Peta. Peta. Peta Griffin. Peta no. Griffin. No. Or, uh, or what is it? Um, uh, Hunger Games. Peta. <laughs> like <laughs> stupid. Did I let you inside of my house? <laughs> no, because I mentioned because I mentioned that movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Such a great movie. <laughs> the Hunger Games? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't like that movie. <laughs> it was just so commercial, up. man. Oh my god! I like that movie Snowpiercer. That's a good one. Is that supposed to be the pre or something? It's just like it's a similar concept in a way. Oh yeah. In a know. way. I don't know. It's fucked up. Make a whole other podcast about just talking about movies and shows. Exactly. <laughs> Called Watch This Shit, you well, know. Yeah. Uh, I think I know some friends that are going to do that. Yeah. They're going to call it that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> watch this. I don't even know how you knew that. How do you know that they're going to call wa- the show Watch This Shit? <laughs> All right. Okay. Jesus. Any who's all. Oh, man. So, did you talk about anything that was on your list? Because um, you said you had a list of yeah, things yeah. that you wanted to talk about. I was going <laughs> to... I was being interviewed. <laughs> I was going to talk about who I was, like, where I... Yeah, we guitar, did. Like, yeah. my musical influences, people that I've met, work that I've done here in the city. So, what work have you done in the, here in the city? See, you've got to give me these things <laughs> so I know what to ask you. See, I guess well, if you want it to be planned, a planned interview, yeah. and I don't do planned interviews, I do like off the sheet or <laughs> pants of whatever we're no, talking they're, about. They're very good, 100%. you know. Uh, but, um, but yeah, if you want to, if you to be more organized, then <laughs> I already started my, my interview process, which is asking you, like, you know, how you got into music. Oh, yes. yes yeah. Yes, and yes. so, like, I mean, um, what bands have you played in that people would actually know around the city? Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Giraffe Massacre. Um, yeah. Plastic Smile. Earth Made of Glass. Anomalous. Done some stuff with Electra. What the hell did you call that? Annihilation Carousel. That sounds awesome. Like that. That's a cool name. <laughs> um, yeah. Then there's like earlier new metal stuff. Death of a Prophet. Collapse of the State. Um, hmm. I guess those are most of the highlight ones. Other than my cover band, my ghost tribute band, Pope Star. Did you have to look at the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice photo you got there. 
Thank you. I made that. Oh. It's kind of crappy, but it works. <laughs> it's an image of him. <laughs> like, you know. Other images of shows. I used to do a, a, a bit of stuff over at The Root. I had a contact from Austin that would uh, send me international bands, like Jean Jean from France, a ton of trio from Japan. Um, Bear Coven came through. A lot of mathy stuff. I love math rock. And what's the uh, what's the story behind that? Uh, <laughs> leftover nihilism from being a youngster. <laughs> I still kind of feel the same way. I just don't drink. As if much. you if you uh, if you're listening, you're not watching the video because like you know I'm, I'm I'm trying to get into that concept of that. There's people doing multiple things while watching the show. He has this this uh, picture in here that has a bunch of writing on it. And it just says like That's it's my small art. small letters. Is it, it? Did you make that one? Drink, 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 drink. Yeah. Eat, shit, 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 shit. Fuck. And all it's it's eat, fuck, shit, and all the shit between, which is drinking, shitting, and sleeping. And then you fucking repeat it, and then you've got existence. Yeah. So it's just life, like that. That is literally a just a basically depiction of life. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the brass tax, man. <laughs> But no, I, I don't feel that way. Okay, uh, so uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're doing nowadays with uh, uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Um, the uh, Lost Highway. Yeah, uh, picked up a gig booking over there. I um, I reach out for bands, uh, negotiate a deal. I make flyers, do some PR work, run the page, the Instagram, and the Facebook, and then uh, I also got a sweet deal running sound too, because most of the artists that we do do over there, it's a biweekly. Um, short set i think it's like an hour and a half basically plus the break <clears throat> and then I, I run sound uh yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah but okay so like I, I guess my question would be to you because you know you've been you've been somewhat through this what is your question type of coursing as i i have been and um and you're you're kind of in that environment and you just now said you make flyers and you do all that kind of stuff Whose responsibility do you think it is to promote a show? Oh, yeah. It's definitely a combination of both, 100%. The bar has a reach, but your fans know you better. If you don't apply yourself, nobody's going to know, like your coworkers, your friends, your family, your whole support system. So you've got to share it. I'll make it for you. I'll make it accessible. But it's it's really good to post it at least you know, once, twice a week. Uh, you might feel like you're annoying people, but you're not. And if you are annoying people, then those people aren't really your support system and they need to be dismissed. So I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, because I've, I've always looked at it as that it's like everybody's involvement. Like, like you know, like a like it's an example of like bartenders. Bartenders want to, like a lot of them do this now, mm-hmm. Um is that if they want people to come in the door to oh, yeah, yeah. provide them with money because that's what they that's their lifeblood, a lot of them do social media now. They yeah. do like, oh, I'm at work yeah. right now, come and visit me. And I've and I've seen that with a lot of our Especially friends. Especially up at Lost, Emma's really good about sharing on her profile because you know that's what it is. We want people to come in. We want mm-hmm. people to watch your band. It's a whole econ- ecology, <laughs> ecologically, cycle. I don't know what everybody. any word you just said meant because you went. Yeah, I don't know how to I say the camera word. Stop recording again, man! I don't know what's up with that camera. Mm. Yeah, 
oh well, <laughs> I got this back up over here, and I hope that that was recording something. I don't know what the computer was doing, so I don't know if it's still recording or if it's not. I don't, I don't know what's going on. These softwares are all jacked up. I just need to learn how to do. Uh, well, thing is, all these gamers, like I need a, I need somebody that's a gamer that that's really good with uh, with like Streamlabs, so I can just start using Streamlabs because I'm not good at Streamlabs at all. Like I did not know how that shit works. Like, is that like very well, a Twitch still. Like you, I, I have a, a channel on Twitch for the local earshot, but uh, but the Streamlabs is the one software that is very easy. I guess like once you learn how to do it, then it's really easy to manipulate. But like problem is they don't have a good. They they have that new Ultra for talk radio like that, so you can do recordings and stuff. I use Riverside, which is uh, Riverside FM is like a software that I'm using right now, um, but. That one's really good for remote. So if I do a remote interview, like if I was at my apartment, I talked mm. to you from here, it'd be no problem. Like I, I get that started in a minute, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But and I can do that interview over remotely. But but the um but the the whole problem with it is that when you're doing in room like this, you have to have the controller and everything else because apparently they don't allow multiple cameras on their softwares. So the only way to get multiple cameras on those softwares is if you use Streamlabs instead, and you, you can bring in multiple cameras in Streamlabs. But you have to place their sizing on the screen, and you got to do all this other work that you don't normally have to do with these other softwares. You just load them up and go. Interesting. But you can set up Streamlabs where it has all those things already set. So like my DJ friend out of New York, Preeti, that DJs, she does uh, Twitch, and she has all of her settings already set in her thing. So all she does is change her backgrounds for her green screen That's and then brilliant. she's good to go and then she just djs on it and stuff and it's pretty pretty badass to watch like um because she has all these cool ass backgrounds like going on all these scenes in the background going on very cool stuff but um but yeah so you're booking over there um and like but that but that was that was my one of those questions that keeps on coming up though with people is that like venues are a lot of venues think that it's the artist's responsibility to bring people in the door and i believe that it is but i also believe that it's also their job to bring people in the door because yeah. if they don't if they don't then guess what you don't have a business yeah, yeah. and the ones that aren't focusing on that they're all start so slowly find, trying to find other things to do because they're going out of business mm-hmm. and they think that it's because the artists aren't doing it and it's like well some artists they even say like they're party bands and they're not going to promote anything they're just going to come and play so there's artists out there that are like that too you yeah. know that say that um but i believe that it's everyone another one that i that i didn't understand is um the booking thing um and it's like questions about booking so um one of one of the people that graduated from acm um one of my friends nikki jackson she had a post and it was talking about how an in-house booker they're being paid they're they're a talent buyer they're not they're not bookers technically mm-hmm. but what they feel is that well i book the band so i get 10 percent they're in house, mm, yeah, exactly. right. Like they're not working for the artist. A booker's job that works directly with artists is to find venues and play at to book them, and then they get ten percent because they work yeah. for the artist. They don't work for the venue. We spoke right? about that a little bit earlier. Yeah, and so it's like it's like, well, what do you do in that situation where they're working for the venue, but then they expect to get money from the artist? And whenever that, when in truth. The venue should be paying them, not the artist, and that's that's what she was talking about. That they were saying that the venue wasn't going to pay nothing that to this worker that they that they that that they get paid by the artist, and so they're basically making the artist pay for everything up front to yeah. play there. It's pay to play, and it's like and and to me, I'm like, cool. Well, then we'll just collectively make the artist never play your venue again until you go out of business. 
because like why yeah, why yeah. should they they be playing places where they're not making money because you're taking all their money depends no? on i i don't know the full story with something like that like i mean you gave me elements of it but um hypothetically suppose it was like a live nation or something mm-hmm. and they just happen to have a huge reach of some sort because i was listening to ari's take recently and uh I think it was like the loaded bowl or something. And they were, he was really grilling this woman about like why they keep a percentage. And, um, I forgot what, what it was exactly, but it, it related to, um, like their poll and their action of what they're doing. <clears throat> I don't have an exact answer for that. I know, like I will say like where I'm at, it my bar pays me. Right. I don't take anything from, like we just do a door deal straight up and that's it. Right. And that money is yours. I don't right. get any of that shit. I yeah. want you to have it because I'm a musician myself. Right. And I want it to be fair. I'm transparent. I've got it all in writing and we'll go from there. But I, I can, I can think, I can't think, sorry. I can't even talk right now. I've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> there are Day some drinking. scenarios that would make sense, but I can't think of any right now, unfortunately. So I have no contribution, and I just wasted your time. <laughs> no, I just, I just like, like I, I just want to put that out there. But just, yeah, I would definitely. Burn I just want to bring place. out the subject because, like, I, I want people to burn that place down. Yeah, yeah, like, like just don't fucking you, play there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is what that, is the perk of playing? So there? if there's a perk to playing there, and they like get you on like a higher level and sell more merch for you or something, or get you to the next level that you need to be, then maybe. But ultimately, no. Yeah, and that and that's the way that I've always looked at it is like that. Without customers, you don't have a business, mm. and without the if you're going to run a venue and you're going to call yourself a venue, then you know you probably should play by the same rules as almost ninety percent of the people across the country. Yeah. Because when you're playing, when you're making your own rules, which is what a lot of places out here do, because there's not a re- lot of regulation on it out here. Um, they tend to push it in a way where like people feel that they are being taken advantage of, and they a lot of times they are, and mm. it's like because they know that they're not that they don't they don't know how it really works, and so yeah, they don't yeah. know that how they're supposed to get paid and all that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's almost like a, another one that she had that was a post that was about um, what was it uh, bands carrying their royalty licenses to play covers. Bands carrying their they don't. There's no such thing as this, but a venue asked the band if they had like okay, so like it's like this. How does that? Sorry, sorry. So you know, so you know, a venue okay. has so to a have, venue has to have a license yes. to be able to play. You know, with like a PRO, like a, yes, and so they don't a, get if sued. A band plays covers, and yeah, yeah, you need to at least have one of them, like AMI or CSEC. right? Or but if a fucking if it's their song. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, as in an artist, not for their songs. I'm talking about like a band that does cover songs, right? Oh. And a venue asked them if they is that even had a thing? If, no that the venue side of it, it is like the venues owning yes. have, having a license to so play like, like commercial music and like all that. If kind I of walked stuff. in with an acoustic and I was like, I'm going to play a Wonderwall. Here's my yeah. License. No, there's no such thing. Okay. Yeah, there's no such thing as that in that way. Like, and that's what I'm saying is that some venues are asking people if they have that stuff because they don't want to pay the money for the license, yeah. basically, and so they think that that. Now, honestly, I feel like maybe they should. Like, 
I mean, if an artist is going to play covers, I feel like that they should have some type of license like that in existence just because then it makes it where that person is just taking care of the royalties on a big level. So everybody's kind of – the pot becomes really big mm. and the amount that you get from each person is lower. But collectively, it's the same amount of money that you're going to make unless they're charging these people a flat rate for the venues. But like I don't know – I don't know how that works because I'm still learning licensing. Yeah. But uh, but I mean – but like, but that's the, one of the issues I run, run into with the podcast is that like you know whenever you go through uh, YouTube and you get hit with a content ID – the problem with the content ID thing is there is no real way to dispute it, and so there's no way to get your get your content up because like because there's no way to put the license directly on it. There's no document that I can have people fill out, and so like they, I have to make one up myself, and then I have to call and email somebody at this company or call YouTube and be like, hey, I have the license to do this, and then I have to go through a lot of red tape to get it played. Or I have to remove all the music from the show, yeah. which defeats the purpose that this is a show that promotes music. And yeah. so that's the problem I'm running into with this show now is that as it grows, I'm running into these new licensing issues because a lot of these companies are cracking down now. And so that like, – like they'll say – and most of it is coming from CD Baby of all things because they're a distribution channel. But there's no place that says – it said on there. It said. Um, it said. You know. You got hit with this copy thing. If you have permission, then um, then contact CD Baby. Cool. I, I hit up the artist that had their music on my show, and I said, Hey, can you go on your account on CD Baby and just like clear me or something to see if they're <laughs> there? No, you can't do any of that. Which no. is the, that means that the infrastructure they pass these laws, and then there's no infrastructure to actually make it where you could do it digitally because they're so far behind, like yeah. behind the tech. So. You know, and then so I, I'm like, that needs to be done. Like, I don't you speak know. to that. One. That one's just like so convoluted. I generally, I would assume that YouTube, it has the software to do it, but it's in their responsibility because it's their platform mm-hmm. to take care of those things. But like, just to clear something, like even you playing this right now, like you might get knocked up by um, I forget who my distributor. I think it was like DistroKid. Yeah, might be like, yo, what's up. Right, and they might email you, and you go, "Oh, it's fine." Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes they do that. That's what I'm saying. Digital Kid does that sometimes. Well, they'll hit up the artist and they'll say, "Oh, yeah, I got a notification." Well, and that I, would be inconvenient. That's perfect. That, but that's what and I'm I saying. That's all that needs to happen is just yeah. a notification from their company saying, "Hey, you were like there." And normally, I don't run into it in this way. I don't normally run into it when, let's say, I put in the show like notes, and I put in, you know, David Carlisle in draft massacre like like in the band uh interviewed mm-hmm. then they'll look at that and they'll go oh okay obviously the music in the episode is from that but then when i start playing other people's music like a playlist episode those are the ones that got hit oh, i got yeah. taken i had them taken off of spotify i had them taken off of uh youtube like all sorts of ones they blocked me and they didn't even let me put up the episodes and there was no way for me to show that i had licensing even though i got permission to play every song that i played from those from those oh. channels so I don't know, and yeah, I don't know what to do with something. So like that. I, I'm trying to figure it out, but hello, dog. Yeah, dog. So, but uh, you want to wrap this up because I gotta, I gotta go to uh, <laughs> do work for something. So yeah, totally. This has been all fun. right. This has been a good time. Yeah, and I mean, we'll we'll oh, definitely yeah. talk again because you know, like I, like uh, yeah, I always enjoy our talks about music and stuff. Same. But it's just it, – I, I think you probably need to get more comfortable with this <laughs> environment. <laughs> and also this room and stuff we're, we're trying to do there. And Well, that just cut off anyway too. So we just lost the video of everything. Cool because oh, no. things are just cutting off because of power and 
other things. That, that was a totally power on that. Um, it's all good, man. Anyway, uh, so the uh, local earshot podcast, um, I run on the value for value system. That is time, talent, and treasure. I value everybody's time for listening. Um, I know that there's many podcasts out there you could be listening to, but I'm glad that you chose to listen to mine. As for um, uh, talent, if you're an artist and you want to be on the show, you can reach out to me at john at thelocalearshot.com um, or on the Instagram pages, Facebook, anything on social. Uh, just look us up, and then and you can just message me or whatever. Um, and then for treasure, if you want to donate to the show, you can go over to thelocalearshot.com. There's a tab that says Donate, um, and um, then you can just click on that, and there's a couple different options. I take Venmo, Cash App, um, and stuff like that. Um, I am slowly moving the platform over to a different podcast platform. That one offers ads and stuff like that because I figured that for a show like this involving the industry that I'm in, I'm probably going to have to go commercial with it because um, because donations aren't really happening anymore. So um, I got to run it. So, but yeah, you have any uh, shout outs or anything you want to talk about? <laughs> You're just staring at the dog. <laughs> just decided weird. to come in here, and lay down in the center. Of- I'm surprised they didn't come in here sooner. No, this is uh, this has been a blast. I look forward to doing it again. All right. And, uh, and I love you. Yeah. Is there any, uh, socials or anything for like me? That? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, anything that you want people to know. And you know, obviously you don't want people to know your personal, but, uh, this giraffe massacre, give me money. All right. Well, so, well play their songs and then they'll get money. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yeah. Play on Bandcamp. They they do actually pay artists more money yeah. um, can, than than Spotify. And Spotify, just so everybody knows, pays the lowest industry rate. So if you if, if you use any platform other than Spotify and and stuff, for like it w- it would be so much better for uh, for everyone because yeah. you know I I use Spotify because I have to. I don't like Spotify. I'm not gonna so, lie, I love it, but you know, it's just I, I love the idea. Like uh, for a listener side, it's fucking amazing. You just like ten bucks and pay play whatever the hell you yeah. want. But for the artist side of it, yeah, you know, there's a reason why the industry's taking a hit financially is because like things like that are destroying the industry. Mm. So, but anyway, so uh, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll see you on this side. Where are you going? Um, <laughs> where I'm going from here? I'm going to go. Feed animals.